Because we can go live for eight hours. So if we want to do this for eight no. hours, we can... Oh, no? Uh, hi, we welcome to... I'm going to put the, kaba uh, the kibosh on that right now. We might be able to figure out the microphone thing by then. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so everybody, welcome to Babe Talk, um, Lucy Goosey edition. Uh, so we've got our special guest, Bradley from Vieira, who we are so happy to be here. Thank you very, very much for joining us. No problem. We had a little bit of a snafu with the, uh, the microphone situation, so we've rigged up a number of phones. What you're actually hearing is Bradley's voice. There's Bradley right here. You're hearing his voice from Lincoln's screen on his cellular phone. Uh, it's kind of like the, the radio talk, you know? Like, you hear the normal people, but then my voice is just all phone weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's still hard to talk. So I'm going to be pausing and sounding crazy. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually pretty sweet, because it's like you're a very, you're, you're definitely the most high-profile guest we've had on this show, so it's like usually when like small-time radio shows get like big guests, they can only get them on the phone, because like, I don't know, whoever, Tommy Lee, what a bad example, isn't going to show up to WKXY on a Tuesday morning at 6 o'clock, so it's always on the phone, so this is just fitting. All right, so, the Methods of Mayhem reunion tour. Well, yeah, duh. Um, all right, so we have with us today, we have Lincoln. Uh, so how are you doing, Lincoln? What have you been doing? up to? Uh, not too much, man. Just been uh, grinding on a new game for Xbox called Destiny lately, and that's pretty much been my life the past couple days. So it's been pretty chill, man. Destiny lately? Yes. <laughs> that's like Chelsea lately after she dies. Exactly. Right. Um, oh, wow. I can't say I hope <laughs> And on that... Uh, uh, his, uh, what's your name again? Caitlin. I'm literally never putting it on the phone again. Ooh. Right. getting an echo again? We're getting an echo again. getting a echo again. All right. So, uh, so we're getting the echo again, so we're good, we're good. So let's, you know what, this is a laid-back episode of Baby Talk. It's All right, so Caitlin, how's it going? Going good, just doing some fucking things. I'm at the Feed the Scene house right now. That's cool. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we hear Cora. Cora, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's great. I think I got a job today at a liquor store. Ooh. Hope I get Cora a discount. Be white girl wasted. <laughs> All the time. Oh. Quick question. Let me tell you. You got a job at the liquor store. Bradley, what would happen? What would happen, Bradley, if you sat back in your chair again? Let's talk some more again. How does this sound? Much better. I think you just got oh, too really good for the speakers. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I was just—I was trying to get really up close, trying to feel like I was there. Don't worry, I'll <laughs> click on you. People are going to see you nice and big. Um, okay, that's yeah, good. So, so, do you, uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, you got to treat it like, um, like what you're talking into today. It's a, uh, it's like a studio mic as opposed to a live mic. So, like, if you yeah. stay pretty far away from it, the sound is dead. But if you get anywhere near it, it's going to be like, <sighs> all right, so yeah, we also heard okay. uh, from, we also heard from Cora. Cora, how's it going? Oh, we, I just asked you how's it going. Yeah, so, it's, it's still going good as of three and a half seconds ago. Well, I was a little distracted. Excuse me. That's okay. Uh, as, I mean, you just got a, probably a job at a liquor store, and I working from home, and so uh, we're all good. But yeah, so um, so I've been doing well as well. Thank you all for asking. You're all no, very welcome, you. Eric. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. um, oh wow! Clicking on this to make everybody's pictures come up is 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 rough. It's rough, I tell you. All right. So uh, so who has something interesting that they've done this week? Including you, Bradley. Uh, what are you guys up to? You know, I, I've just been working. What are you doing when living, you're not uh, rocking? I, I'm, a, I'm a server at a, at a restaurant downtown called the Bowl Weevil. That's pretty cool. And also, I, I have like a really normal, like generic life. Like, I live in a double watch trailer. I just moved in. Nice. And 
I work at the Sonic around the corner from my house also, and then when I'm not doing that, the rest of my week is literally just writing songs with the band and coming up with concept ideas for new videos, because, you know, we started doing the whole YouTube thing, and uh, oh, we're actually going to do our, a talk show also. Ooh. Uh, we maybe, hit it first. And we're, we're working on it. It's all in the works, but, uh, you know, we're planning on having guests, and we're going to hopefully... Hopefully, if everything goes right, we're going to go on the road. Like, when we go on tour, we'll film, like, a, like an episode or two, like, while out on the road and have some guests. So, uh, I, I guess you guys are in Denver. Well, not everybody. I know, I, I believe, Kaylee, you're from Baltimore, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. Caitlin and I are about 15 uh, minutes apart right now. What's that? Caitlin and I are about 15 minutes apart right now. If you can oh, see, okay. you can you're in Baltimore, too. Okay, so everybody's right here. Nope. <laughs> Leave me hanging. Oh, what are we doing? Oh, I see. Oh. We're going to try to high five. A high five going on. A Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, a Wi Fi. Wi Fi. <laughs> that's great. That's clever. That's what I like to call it. Yeah, that's patented for this show. You, your show cannot use it. I'm so sorry. The, we created the Wi Fi. Uh, you've we signed it. It's okay. Yeah. Ours, ours is pre recorded, not in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> but, um,. It's gonna be cool, you know. We got we're gonna have like uh, we're gonna have guests on the show and all that. We're gonna have a, you know, it's gonna be like a talk show. We're gonna have like a desk and all this stuff. I guess I don't want to give away too many of the juicy details, but we're working on it and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Especially if we can get you know the guests that we're like when we're trying to go out the road, you know, I'll just be like, I don't know if we go to Canada, I'll be like, hey Drake, you want to come on my show and talk hey, about. <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about your latest you album. Just, you just know Drake like that. They're going to watch this on YouTube. Yeah. You know? Well, everybody in Canada knows each other, so. That's true. That's true. That's true. They all it look alike. It is true. No, but everyone I know in Canada knows each other. I'm not kidding. They all look alike. Kind of weird. I mean, everybody does live right within 100 miles of the U.S. border or something. So, you know, I mean, there's. Maybe everybody, maybe that's how everybody knows each other. That's true. Potentially. And somewhere in there, did I catch a they all look alike? Because holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Somebody definitely said that. Cora's blanket statementing all Canadians and saying they all look alike. Mm hmm. <laughs> I can't tell one from the other. Double down exactly on that. Because Drake looks exactly like Adam Shoji from Seaway, right? And Nicole Piccolo. I love you, Nicole. Say it again. Have you ever played the South Park video game? Oh, holy shit, Canada and there? <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, it's like it's like everything just it goes from like literally looking like an episode of South Park to playing the very first Zelda. It's it pretty, pretty weird. It was it a good really feature. Strange. Stick of Truth they, is a rad they, game. They definitely if South Park went there, we can go there, right? Or oh. is that I don't know. Definitely. I think so. <laughs> it's a possibility. We can make it happen. Anything South Park can do, we can do better. Highly doubt that, but... Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry I have confidence in our team, guys. Fuck it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, they do spend, like, straight up six days nonstop working, and that's how long it took us to get on the air today. So <laughs> we're, we're right on par with them. We're right on the same level. For those of you who are not watching this live, uh, it did take us about a half hour from when we thought we were going to start, but um, you know what? We are masters of technology, and uh, I'm going to get away from this topic because I feel awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Bradley, you guys are going on tour soon? Yes. We are going on the Separate Ways Tour, which if you are familiar with our new album, it is uh, just, the, it's just the title of one of our songs. And, uh, what made you choose that title for it? Oh, nice. What, what made you choose the title uh, for, uh, like, that particular song title for your tour? Um, I would say, I guess maybe, just because, just like, we're kind of starting over as a band. Not necessarily completely starting over, you know. We're not, like, throwing away everything we once had. Can you and, elaborate on that from where not, you start out as, as to where you're going now? Just so, for anybody who hasn't heard you guys yet, um... How would you describe how, how you started and where you're going from that direction? 
Well, I I joined the band in 2008, and what's funny is when we first started, we were a five piece then, and uh, hold on, the echo's throwing me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we were we were a five piece then. So, and this echo's driving me crazy. Hold on. So I think, yeah, so a guy quit the band, and we had been working, like, as soon as we started working on what we left behind, this guy quit, and we just didn't know what to do, we were like, holy shit, are we fucked? But, and then I was like, well, I've played guitar and sang in my past bands, and even the band that I played in before, which I was, uh, I played drums, and then I went and sang, but I mean, I've always played guitar and sang, so I was like, well, I'll just play guitar, and we'll just be a four-piece, and solve it, you know, because trying to find another person is aggravating most of the time. Oh, yeah. So we just kind of went, we rolled with what we had, and it ended up working out well. Uh, we, You know, we wrote what we left behind originally as an EP, and then when we went to go record with Andrew Wade, he had showed the songs like Jeremy and everything, and was like, hey, y'all should make a full record, so we... We sent, sent, uh, had all this stuff sent to Epitaph and then made, uh, and they were like, yeah, write some more songs and we'll put out a record. So that's what we did. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Dude, that's awesome you guys are on Epitaph. When I first found that out, that's that's really sick. Do you, uh, I know that's such a classic uh, record label. Are there any bands from that label that you may have grown up listening to? Uh, now... There are, you know, they start, they had a lot of newer bands. You know, they had Newfound Glory on there at one point, which, you know, definitely grew up listening to them. Uh, you know, back in the day, I used to get the Tonkarama stuff yep. that had Pennywise and No Sex. Some of it had H2O on there, and I was really into all those bands. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, refused so many bands that used to be on Epitaph and just hearing them from the Tonkarama thing. You know, I, I, I wore those out. You know, you go to Hot Topic or like some FYE or Sam Goody or, and they would always... FYE. I remember FYE. people don't realize this. Maybe like the newer generation, but Hot Topic used to have a ton of CDs. So many CDs there. And now they have three. Make sure they know what a CD is. They, they have a really good record selection. Uh, I was yeah. there like... A month and a half ago, ish, I bought the new Joyce Manor record. Yeah, yeah. That, now that's that's something they've, I guess, they've they've caught up on was, uh, well, kids they've don't want to pay more money anymore. People buy record, yeah. and that's cool. You know, like it's it's a it's a collectible thing, and it's and I mean, I still I, I still like buying CDs. It's it's cool to hold music yeah. in your hand, yeah, and yeah. go flip through the book and read everything. Do you, but do I guess on a vinyl record. Do you guys think more, that now right? that punk and pop punk uh, communities and bands have embraced vinyl, you think that's why uh, the hipster crowd has started embracing cassettes? Because they're, cause they're like, oh, it's not cool anymore. We're stealing records from them, so they're just claiming uh, cassettes as their own thing now. Dead formats! I no, I, yeah, go for I, it. I can't even understand the cassette thing, because cassettes <laughs> sound like shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's that I mean, sound like shit. There's nothing I mean, practical cool. to the hipster culture. It's, I have. They just want it to be different. <laughs> I have one cassette at all. Period. It's the Sico demo. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Let me find it. Hold the on. It's Siku right here. Thing? Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot we're live. Whoops. What is it? Nice. <laughs> Talking shit on band. It's backwards. <laughs> My one cassette. Shout out to you, Christian Stasi. Jeez. No, sorry, tell me your first cassette, Bradley. All right, back. What's, what's the back set, everybody? Sorry, say one more time for the tenth time. Oh, Brooks and Dunn. That's uh. Brooks and Dunn. You uh, did you put that in your uh, in your? Sorry, did you put that in the tape deck? Of your uh, monster truck, or no? Kids, no, it's just five bucks. I, it was some just little boombox I had when I was a kid. It had Boots, Scoot, and Boogie, and oh, Neon yeah. Moon. 
Neon Moon, that song, puts a tear in my eyes still to this day. I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan of 90s country music. Yeah. My, and then uh, when oh my God. she thinks my tractor sexy came out, I gave up on it. You know, because they really sold out at that point. It was just, it couldn't be that record. When, yeah, that song just sucks, man. I hate Jimmy Buffett, too. I'm not going to lie. I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, man. My, so I, um, I win the lottery. My first cassette uh, was a, well, I bought the CD and I didn't have a CD player. So my dad made me a cassette of Dookie. So suck it, pop nice. punk hipster, all over the place. That's really cute, actually. Oh, oh thank you so much I for belittling it, Karen. Eric, I never so had a single punk rock or rock cassette as a child. Really? Yeah. Well, I I had a lot of pop punk like very early on. Um, I still yeah. have a cassette of well, and and punk rock and ska because when I was just old enough to start taping cassettes off the radio, I don't know if you ever did that. Oh, oh yeah, that. definitely did that. And uh, that was around the um, the ninety five ninety six summers where you had like bands like Rancid and Goldfinger and like on the radio, just like top yeah, forty. Yeah, Rancid. Like, yeah. Because uh, what? And out come the wolves. That record was huge. Nope. That record was mm, gigantic. Yeah. People. Yeah, that was people, a, a Ruby show. It, but people forget how big that was. I'm sorry. The Ruby, uh, Ruby show. That song. Yeah. That song is my favorite. Well, it's one of my favorites by them, but man. Blew up. Yeah. Never seen so many Mohawks ever, <laughs> ever since that summer. Um, <laughs> I used to have a Mohawk. Yeah, who, really ra- raise your hand if you've had a Mohawk here. I dyed it bright purple and I spiked it up every day. Everybody! That's how you know this is a winner. Fucking yeah. everybody's had one. All right, when I had my really bad haircut, I had like a lot of bangs, so I would make my bangs into a mohawk like for fun. I was like 14 and like I had a short haircut like here, so I'd pull that back and like spike up my bangs. No one knew what I was doing with my life and I didn't either. <laughs> You're 14. Your eighth grade English teacher. What are you doing with your life? Get your shit I, together. At one my, point, I had my, Liberty Spikes. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I never. I would just shave the side of my head, and I just had a huge bleach blonde like skunk thing stripe on my head, pretty much. <laughs> it was just really long, and I put too much bleach in it, and it was just like really like coming out. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta shave this, so I shaved my head, and I had. And it had gone down so far, I still had, like, a stripe, like, just, like, a blonde stripe on my head. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. Oh, my God. Well, you had that, then you basically had a UFC cut before that was a thing. Can you believe that yeah, jocks have mohawks now? This is fucking insane. Yeah, that's weird. Um, all right, so, uh, so, but let's, getting back to Vieira, so, um, where are you hitting up on your tour? Like, is this full U.S.? Like, what are you, how long are you going out for? I guess technically considered full U.S. It goes from uh, the East Coast out out through, like, uh, Ohio. You know, we hit uh, outside of Chicago, go through the Midwest, you know, out to Denver, Salt Lake. Get to go through Vegas. That should be exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Go to California and then going back through, like, Arizona and Texas and stuff. Nice. That's cool. Are there any... um uh, uh, are there any bands that you're really excited to play with on this tour? Any ones you're taking out? Uh, yeah, we're taking out uh, Sudden Suspension and uh, a band called Second to Last. And I, I had heard of Second to Last uh, probably about maybe a year or two ago. And I met Tyson, who played in the band Stick Up Kid. We toured with Stick Up Kid back in December. I was at and, uh, that show. Yeah, I saw yeah, them. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, I yeah, I had met I met Tyson, and you know we were talking, and he was like, "I'm in second to last." I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was really neat. That and then, uh, is how I met Tyson. It's funny. That that show in Philly with you guys and Stick Up Kid is where I originally met Tyson. That's how I know him. Yeah, at the Barbary. Yeah, yeah, that was a tight show. Yeah, I love I love playing the Barbary. We tried to play there for this tour, but it just didn't work out. So we're playing this like super small spot in uh, South Jersey, which is like I guess like 15 minutes from Philly. Where? Okay. And, 
and it's called uh, what is it called? Club Lulu, Studio Lulu, somewhere. I never heard of it. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a new spot. Okay. Cora, Cora, you wouldn't have heard there. of it. You you wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah, it's too underground. <laughs> <sighs> so but, yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty excited. Because apparently it's a super small spot, and you know we like doing stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and it's on suspension. I had heard of them. I've just seen their name pop up, and uh, <laughs> and I saw them do that handgun tour, and I checked them out. I thought it's pretty cool, and uh, it seemed like they were doing pretty well. So I hit the kid up. I was like, "You guys want to play some shows with us?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." Have you seen, I don't, I guess it's a tribute song? Have you seen their tribute song to Real Friends? Because that, yeah. prior to hearing about them going on tour with you, I had never heard of them at all in my life, except for that. And so I didn't think they were a real band. Well, see, I had heard about that. And, you know, we asked them to go on tour with us, and then I found out afterwards. That was, I was like, oh, that's the band that had that kind of weird song, kind of creepy song. <laughs> but, you know, like, hey, like, everybody, you know, you, do, you know, we do all, we all do weird things sometimes. But, you should uh, get them to play it. They, yeah, it, they're kicked off if they don't play it. <laughs> Every night. Kidding. Totally just kidding. Open and but, uh, <laughs> but, Did I need to start yeah, writing I mean, some creepy tribute songs get on, get on the tour? No. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm gonna start writing some creepy tribute songs to like to to, to Vieira and uh and yeah. Yeah, that's the only way we will we'll accept any <laughs> bands that go on tour with us. You know, I listened to like a lot of their newer stuff. And I was like, I thought it was cool, so I just figured, hey, this would be a cool band to hit up. They definitely, they've obviously gotten past that. They've gotten over that hump. I feel like so. Good for them. Getting over humping what? <laughs> no, you never get over humping. humping. I don't know. No. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> oh, no. The, the <laughs> things that get discussed on this podcast are just just unruly, <laughs> disturbing. This is nothing. This is the lightest. Yes, Cora? Did you raise your no, hand? No, no, no. I was saying that we're just going to take it and just go off with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. can get off. Okay. I'm not raising my hand. I'm not in school. Can't just send that to me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are we having side side talk, Caitlin? Are we uh, are we too busy? busy for the live podcast that we're doing. Someone Don't sent me a picture of donuts minute. and boobs, and it was awesome. You had wait what? Um, that wasn't me. Share with the I heard boobs. No, that was not with the me. Class? I don't know whose boobs it was. No. Surrounding the boobs. I'll just I'll show you all the picture. Or was it like on the nipples? It's a woman with large chesticles holding. Donuts. The glare. Oh, okay. Do you can you at least get? Uh, I, I can, can fill in the rest of the blanks of my can, imagination. Yeah. It's just I massive cleavage idea. with donuts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Two of my favorite things. It's clonuts. Clonuts. <laughs> oh my god. Now you have to change your Twitter name to Clonut Girl. <laughs> By the way, any yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, so, oh yeah. Uh, so, so Bradley, I know we started asking. I started asking this a while ago, but then the feedback issue started happening. So, please describe for anyone who may not have heard of your band before um, what you guys uh, started have sounded like in the past, and kind of the progression that you've made going to this next record. I would say before I was in the band, they definitely had a, uh, a slight pop punk vibe. But it was, it was a little more spacey. A lot of effects and a little more. I don't know. Is that where that echo I came from? Look up the album The Walls Have Ears if you want to know what Vera sounded like before I was in the band. And then, you know, I joined and I was writing songs with them and stuff. And then we just kind of progressed into this more, uh, I guess, more edgier pop punk sound, trying to 
use a lot of riffs. We just wanted to fucking rock and roll, but we wanted to be fast and like a pop punk band. So we try to do all that. I like how really modest you are when describing your music. It's it's really no seriously because you're just like you're like yeah no it's cool man just check it out it's it's whatever it's whatever. Uh, uh, I know most musicians, myself included, are always like, oh let me tell you all the craft and all how much of a genius I am. Eric no, I like does it. do that. Coming from someone who knows him very well, Eric does do that. Oh, that's yeah. not me. Whenever I play I play drums, I've been playing for like five years now, and people are like, how good are you? I'm like. I can play the drums and keep a beat. You're good and enough then when to know that play, you're not the greatest kind of thing. Like I like, but then when people see me play, they're like, "Oh my god, you're really good!" And I'm like, "I just play drums." Also, no, I like it because you're just no, Bradley, dude. You're just like you know, I rip it. You're just what? jam, just rock. It's what it is. I mean, like it's fucking perfect. It's the best attitude. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're just a bunch of like you know, we're dudes and. And a girl like the jam, and I don't know. We just we just write. I guess the best way I can describe it is that we write and play the music that we want to hear. Mm-hmm. We we are trying to be the band that we want. I, I don't know. Just we just are trying to be the band that we would want to hear. Like what kind of music would be cool to listen to? So why don't we just write? Just like that Against Me song. I can't remember the line perfectly, but it's like, be the band we you want to hear. We want the band to play loud and hard every night. Basically, also, what's up with this dot? Like, Does anybody else see this dot on my forehead? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm you move your playing, hand up and down, it it's changes the It's a glare from the glare. light behind you and your camera. Yeah, I figured that out now, but I was playing with it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I'm Goldeneye. Something I've always enjoyed, I noticed with bands, like, I would be in the car with, like, a friend who's in a band, and he'd, like, listen to his own band. I'm just sitting there, like, gonna listen to your own band, and this happened, I think, it was one of two people. I can't remember who it was. I think it was my friend Phil, but I was like, we're just gonna listen to something more, all right? And he's like, well, we write music that we want to listen to, and we love playing, so, like, it kind of makes sense that you're listening to your own music, and then artists listening to their own music made sense to me immediately. Yeah, that's what I was... Uh, brother, that actually lines up right with what I wanted to ask after that. I was going to ask, if you do you ever listen to your own music? I know some artists do, some artists don't. Some listen to it so much in the studio and through the mixing process that they never want to hear their fucking record again. <laughs> but um, how, about, how about you? Do you listen to your own music? Against Me does not, Cora. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, whenever we first get our mixes back, like from doing a new record... Every day. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll listen to it a lot because I'm really excited. You know, I'm like, this is really awesome. I can't believe this is happening right now. And, and you know, I'll listen to it and check it out. But then, you know, after I've I relearned all the songs and relearned whatever I need to know to play live, then I, I put it away and I don't listen to it for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. No, that's totally, totally relate to that. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. Well, so, um, all right, so you guys are going on tour, and uh, you got this this record. Um, do you have uh, any, like, I know this is such a generic question, but I think it is for, for a good reason. It usually gets good responses. But do you have any, whether it's a crazy tour story or, like, some, like, really shitty situation you guys somehow got out of, or even if it was just some cool thing that happened to you on tour or you guys on tour that you never expected to happen? I don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, I tried to give you as many options so you don't have to like try to make it the greatest story that you can think of. Any will do. Well, but you should I'll try to make it the best. My head. Yeah. Uh, so the first time we ever went to Europe, uh, we got convinced to drive ourselves because oh, God. the tour was with some 41. So we were <laughs> like, we really should do this. But Trying to afford a driver is pretty hard and expensive. And, you know, we were like just starting out. And we we're like, fuck it. It, it can't be that hard. <laughs> right? Where was the, wait, real quick, it where was, was the tour? Was it, like, what, what it, region? It, it started in the UK and it went 
through most of Western Europe, and I went like up to Sweden, and we actually went all the way up as far as Finland wow. and back. Um, yeah, so we get over there. We the kind of van we had rented was an automatic. So you know, cause a lot of the vehicles over there are are manual, and in the UK, as you know. It's just funny. Yeah, you drove yourself on a tour in another in in another continent. Holy yeah. shit! Sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. That's mind blowing. So, so we show up. We had go. We get the guy there. You know, he's like, "Hey, here's your vehicle and all this stuff." And we go to go to check in, get ready to pull up from the airport, and it's a manual. Ooh. And none of us go on this road with a manual. Brittany used to drive a manual, so she was like, I think I got this. Let's just try it out. And the guy, well, luckily the guy stuck around with us. She's like, I don't want to make, I want to make sure these kids don't fuck up our van. So, <laughs> we, we saw, we're like pulling around the corner and it's just not happening. Like, we, <laughs> we didn't even get like 50 feet. We're like, no, this isn't going to work. So this guy's like driving us around all day. We have no communications. So this is the first time we've ever been out of the country ever. Oh no! And so oh it, was just, it was just a long day. Oh. It was a very long day. Uh, we didn't have money for a hotel room, so we slept in that van that night at the at the van rental place. And then the next morning, we woke up, we unloaded all the gear, put it in our automatic van, and we were off. We we went off, and we were driving on the opposite side of the road in another country. It was fucking crazy. Man, that is nuts. <laughs> and then and then when you go to Europe, because, you know, in the UK you drive on uh, the left side of the road. So when you go back to mainland Europe, it's like it is in America. You drive on the right-hand side of the road. So we have a vehicle that when you're driving and you look on your, you look to your right and you see the side of the road. Because, you know, the steering wheel was, it was a UK vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're driving a mail yeah, truck, basically. Slept, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And we slept in our van pretty much every night. Every like we got like a place to stay every now and then until at the end of the tour, where we had accumulated enough money to get a hotel room because it, it was snowing and stuff. And it ended up being too cold to sleep in the van. God, that's nuts. What year was that? 2010. Wow, man, dude, that's, that's really cool. Badass, <laughs> you guys survived that. That's cool. We, we drove ourselves the second time we went to Europe too. <laughs> well, you know, you, once you get it once, it's addicting, right? Yeah. Well, well, the third time we went, because we've only been to Europe three times, and the third time we went, there was we had a driver, and it sucks because the dude kept like falling asleep. But <laughs> so we decided that if we behind the wheel and we're like holy shit we're gonna die we're gonna die in another country and this is gonna suck so we just said anytime we go back to Europe now we're just gonna drive ourselves because it's way easier because we would want to go like he's like hey can you show us around for some cool spots and he'd be like no I gotta go to sleep he was just always sleep dude it's like you slept while you slept on the way here driving like, why do you need to sleep more? <laughs> He's got to finish his nap. He's got to get on that REM. you got to wake up at the end of a REM cycle. You, everybody knows this. <laughs> Europeans are very strict about their sleep schedule. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. It was 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> well, so could you tell us, because um, this is so cool. Again, thank you so much for being on. We've got, we've got some time. You're good to keep with us? Right, yeah, so, yeah. Um, while, while I have you here, man, I want to ask you, what's the coolest moment where, I mean, we're all in some way, I mean, even just doing this podcast, we're all connected in the music business in some way, and we all kind of have dreams and aspirations of, like, really, like, the cool shit that can happen to you in this business. What's one of the coolest things that have happened to you where you just kind of looked around and went, like, this is my life right now? Like, could you tell us about one of those? Oh, man. I've had a lot of those. Um, just just from like a few, a little bit of time. And I feel like everything happened so fast with that. I guess like the first, 
the first time it really hit me was when we got to do like our first actual big tour, and that was the a day to remember tour in 2010. Is it the poster in the background? Yeah, it's yes, it's actually yeah, it's actually from the That's from uh, Montreal, and I like to save all my posters. They're kind of like trophies to me. You know, it's like yeah. I did that. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we the first show like we did stage, and it's just I remember there being like zero room. Like back, like to the very front of the stage, because there's some lots of back lines, yeah. and just seeing so terrified because <laughs> the height of the stage was so tall, and there's so many people. I was like, "All right, here we go!" <laughs> like, "All right, guys, one, two, three, we're kicking off here." <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it was that was definitely a a surreal moment. Yeah. I remember afterwards, Ron, our bass player, was like freaking out, like and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, man. It's just kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! That's the best response. <laughs> I don't and I was like, no, man, it's cool. Like, that was awesome. He's like, no, oh, man, it's just fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> he was in shock of how good it was. <laughs> he was shocked, yeah. yeah. But then, but then, but then, like. Show and he was like, no, it's just that. Yeah. Dude, dude, thanks for telling us that story. I can, the way that your face lit up when you told that, it's like, I know that this, the business can get extremely fucking hard and there's high highs and low lows. And to see you like tell a story from four years ago, just being like, it looks like you, the way you looked when you told that story was the way I would imagine you looked as that moment was happening. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Okay, so th so thanks for telling us that. So I know um, our uh, our panelists, um, I believe, have some questions. Either any of you guys can jump in um, if you have something. But I remember hearing you guys had specific things. Oh what yeah, there are specific things for sure. Is it okay if I start off real quick? Yeah, go for it. Do it. All right, cool. So I'm super stoked to see the Vieras on Epitaph, which I've been a fan of that label forever. Just like you were saying earlier, Brad, with the Punkarama CDs and burning those things out back in the day. I used to do the same thing. And uh, Brett from Bad Religion has done an awesome job with that label. Uh, yeah. Very, very iconic punk icon. And I was just really curious, um, has Brett ha or had any kind of influence on how you guys kind of proceed with things as a band? Has he given you guys any kind of super useful advice on ways to do tours, ways to do booking and stuff like that, kind of coming with the experience that he had with Bad Religion back in the day and DIYing that and making it the success that it is now? Has he contributed anything to you guys? Uh, I remember when we first met him, he was definitely all about, you know, just, he's like, you got to do... Weekend Warrior stuff, you know, he's like, you, you know, not everybody's going to be on a full U.S. world tour the entire year, you know, he's like, he's like, even, even when you've already gained success, you know, it's good to like, it's like, be good to your local area and stuff and your local region and, you know, and give those people special shows like every now and then and, you know, he's, and just pushing your band hard. Like, you know, no, don't be ashamed to be like, yo, check out my band. Yo, check out my band. And, you know, because, uh, you know, I feel like nowadays a lot of bands think that's just, like, it's just, like, not the cool thing to do. You mm -hmm. know, like, oh, well, you just need to hear about my band, and I don't need to promote my band because if you just hear about it, then it's way cooler. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, get that. That's great, and that's fine. That's totally cool if your band just gets popular without you having to say a word about it. But That's it didn't work like that for us. Yeah. And we had to bust our ass, and we're still doing that, to make sure that people hear our music. Because we want people to hear our music, and if we end up being a huge band for some reason, and I'm talking to someone that I've never heard of my band, I'm like, check out my band, dude. I'll write it down. I'll write down a link, and you can go check it out, you know? Smart stuff, I, once, man. I once had um, uh, uh, a band tell me um, what was the phrase? I believe it was 
because uh, I said something about like, oh, why don't you? They're they're complaining about not having enough people at their shows. And I said, oh, why don't you go? Um, I don't know, do more social media stuff, whether or or go to shows and, and promote in person. I was like, why don't you do? But I said like something about like, why don't you get on Twitter? Connect with some bands on Twitter if you can't find you know new people or new bands to play with. And someone said, uh, I believe it was um, Blink One Eighty Two never had to do Twitter. And I was thinking like, motherfucker, they do that now. Like, what are you what are you talking about? You're one of the biggest bands in the world. The they do it the now. Building, hearing that. Yeah. Um, don't, first off, don't, Caitlin. There are, there are hotlines you can call. We've got a whole team like, all ready to go. <laughs> Eric, I'm going to tag you. <laughs> There's also hotlines but, you know, for that. But, you know, the thing is, you, you got the Internet, and you have this extremely powerful tool where you, you don't even have to leave your house to get people to hear about your band. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, why not use it, you know? Like, people, I don't know, I feel like people get very conservative about the whole punk rock thing, and people get very conservative about the whole trying to get people to hear about your music, you know? And I think both methods work. You should go out to shows, pass out some demos, pass out like a three-song demo or something. You know, they might throw it on the ground, or they might put it in their CD player and think it's the greatest thing they've ever heard. And, and then, they, and then when they go home, you might get a friend request or a, or whatever from the band. Hey, I, I just saw that band. I got this demo. Maybe I should listen to it. I mean, you could hit from both ways, in person and the Internet. So really, it should be even easier now or you, you even have, or you at least you have more opportunities now to be able to get people to hear your music. Yeah, I completely agree, and I really like what you said about um, how you guys were uh, were suggested to do weekend warrior stuff. Um, I personally have the belief I've had it for a very long time that bands jump into full U.S. tours or whatever coast tours, whatever it is, yes. way That's before that they they should, and like that with that feeling of oh, we have a record, or oh, we have a new song, so we should go on tour to promote that record or song. It's like, no, you should go put out stuff once you have people listening. You should go out there when people are listening. Um, but with the Weekend Warrior stuff, I like it because you can go ahead of time. You can promote all day long because you're not tired from being on the road for 14 days. I, I, ugh, that's an awful experience to try to work all day and then be on the road. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's just, and then you have all that extra time to actually promote. It's almost like bands don't want to be hard-working bands. They want to be at Rockstar Fantasy Camp. They want to show up in a new town and play and have a bunch of screaming people, but they don't want to get them there in the first place by doing the paperwork and bullshit involved in getting them there. I think I think it's also partly that they want to be, like, more DIY. Like, it's some sort of dick measuring contest. Yeah, DIY, I feel like... I've played some dick measuring like contests before. They're they're really good. <laughs> Long turnout. I mean, large turnout. Sorry, girth turnout. Bradley, go. Well, I feel like the whole you know, lot, you know, lot thing is kind of played not... I don't even know how to put this. Maybe not necessarily overrated, because if you do... Because the thing is, when you do things yourself, it usually is easier. Instead mm-hmm. of just being like, because, you know, when you get all these other people involved, you have to rely on so many people and you're putting in a middleman and then it just, you know, stuff stacks up. And then when you do things by yourself, it is a lot easier to have control of everything. But I feel like a lot of people throw that in your face like they're very DIY mm-hmm. and this is so punk rock and you need to check us out because of that. Well, I feel, I feel like, oh yeah, sorry, go on, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just trying to sense the pauses and keep the show, <laughs> so keep going, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I know the pauses are weird, because the, the... Oh, the echo, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, I, I... No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, please do, please keep going, it's, it's all good, no. dude, that's so that's funny. That's what she said. All the, wait, what, keep going, it's all good, dude? I do say that a lot. But seriously, keep going, dude, it's all good. Fit it all in there. Uh, uh, oh my god. I, don't know, I think people just think that DIY thing 
and just try to use it as a stamp of approval, you know, to other people and play oath. Well, I think it's because. Oh. Yeah. What's that? You know, I, I think threw, it's like. Oh God. I threw the rhythm off because I stopped interrupting and just started apologizing. So don't even worry. If you're interrupting somebody, just plow on through, and unless it looks <laughs> like they're not going to stop. So Caitlin, you go. <laughs> I think it's become like kind of trendy to be DIY. Like everyone takes such pride in it. I think you should take pride in getting where you're going whichever way you get there. If you do it DIY, I think that's super awesome, but if you have a label or an agent behind you, that's awesome too, because in the end, your music is what took you there in the first place. A booking agent is interested in you because of your talent and because of your hard yeah. work. You know, fans are interested in you because of your music and your hard work, and I think it's because, I mean, like, I'm a huge fan of DIY. I mean, look at what, you know, Feed the Scene is doing, you know. That's we, so cool. <laughs> we put our own money into it. Like, Rachel works a job full, a million jobs full time you, to feed and house bands. If she's there yeah, with you, have a wave Say hi to Rachel. Hi. Yo, what up, girl? Hi. Rachel, we're booking stuff. Well, she's booking stuff right now. But, I mean, Rachel, before I started, I mean, she's still doing this, but she works a million part-time jobs to pay to feed and house bands. And that's where all that comes from. So obviously I am a huge fan of DIY because we live it. But at the same time, yeah. if I had a financial backer, you know, paying for meals for bands and all of that, I would be like, hell yeah, I didn't do this myself completely, but I had support <laughs> and I got someone. So yeah, I think I think the whole just from a historical perspective, because because I'm a little old. Uh, it's You're really uh, old. I, yeah, I'm very old. Well, ancient. Talk to me in a few years. <laughs> You'll find there's a much smaller gap between uh, 24 and 28 than 21 and 28. Um, but they, uh, they, uh, just historically, the usually meant it had more. Uh, the 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 artist had more control over what they were doing. It meant that if the CDs or if the whatever the audio quality sounded kind of shitty, that was usually a tip off to go, oh, that artist didn't have someone interfering with the creative process. But now you can go down the street, you can throw a rock from your window and hit a studio that'll cost you a grand or two to make an amazing sounding record quality wise. You can find yeah. small businesses to press your CDs for ch way cheaper than you ever could before. You find local artists who can use Photoshop and whatever other graphic design pro programs they have to make an incredible art, and you can come up with something that used to cost $100,000 for like three or $4,000. And so it was, it was more like, it, it, so I feel like the artistic integrity doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with DIY anymore because there are so many outlets and so many high quality ways to produce your art through smaller businesses. Yeah, I definitely feel like sometimes people take the whole DIY thing as being genuine. You know, like, oh, we're a DIY band. They're DIY, so they're more genuine about the type of music they play. And that's just not true at all. Because, I, mean, I mean, like, we've had, you know, we've worked with managers and stuff in the past and all that stuff and I mean we do now also but at the same time we also do a lot of stuff completely on our own terms and completely by our, ourselves you know we all work full-time jobs and and we take that money and we invest it into the band you know we are paying our rent or whatever and uh you know like with this tour we did this with a tour we got coming up you know I our friend Shelby, who works for the action agency, helped us out. And me and him just kind of split it in half, and I gave him some of my contact, he gave him his contact. And we're like, let's make this thing happen. And we, you know, I made the routing, and, you know, we we just hammered it out and got what, and did what we could do. And it was cool to see that people wanted to, you know, see this happen. So, Dude, that's awesome. So I guess what we'll do now... Because um, we're going to wrap up in a little bit. Um, so we're going to play a song from your band. Um, and uh, I guess what we'll all do is, I'll, I'll mute you guys if you need to be, but we'll all mute ourselves. Play the song. Then we're going to do wrap-ups. We'll, we'll go with you first, Bradley, and then everybody else will just sign off, and then we'll head out. Okay.
Um, all right, so uh, Caitlin, uh, can you cue up the uh, the jams? Sweet. All right, mutant. Why did you mute her? Where did the music go? Okay, yeah, can you unmute yourself? I guess I guess that needed to to come. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Lol. We'll start it over again. Caitlin, unmute yourself. Uh, I guess the the music is also tied to that. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Yeah. The theme of the show this evening, everyone. Yo. All right, play it. Play it again, sports. Play it again, Caitlin. <laughs> play it again. Sports. That's a local sporting outlet near where Baltimore. That, we used to have one. You really? Where, where are you yeah. from, by the way? While we're figuring this out, where are you from? Augusta, Georgia. Oh, okay. I noticed. I noticed a little of the accent and the uh, the the. What do you say? Was it Brooks and Dunn? <laughs> Is that the record? Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't really feel like I have an accent. You well, talking nobody. Nobody technically, like, everyone and no one has an accent. Nobody believes yeah. me when I say that I'm from New Jersey because they say I don't sound like it. You yeah, sound I'm just like Tony Soprano. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the only New Jersey I know. <laughs> I have a friend from New Jersey who's lived here for over 10 years. Yeah. And he definitely sounds like he's from New Jersey still. <laughs> it's it's only... When he was kid. I what's it called? It's only like noticeable when I'm loud. Like you know, when I'm when I'm not shouting, I'll just be like, "Oh my god!" But then when I'm like shouting, I'll be like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll be you like, know, "Oh, there it is, dog off." Oh, okay. What are you saying? There it is, dog. <laughs> like really in talk with like like your family members or whatever. All of a sudden, I feel like accents get thicker and thicker. Because I know for a fact that if I'm hanging out with my parents or my sister or something, then I'm sure we just sound really crazy. And no one probably can understand a word we're saying except for us. Better than Australia. Nobody oh, knows can what they're saying. Try, uh, oh, sorry. I clicked on you. Can, uh, can you try uh, playing it one more time? Um... I don't know what Ollie's talking about, but I changed it the way it was supposed to be changed, and something happened. No, you did it fine. You did it fine. I went and muted everyone, and apparently, for whatever reason, that also muted everything coming from you. So that was my bad. So just do it. Do it again. Um, but this time, we'll let me know when you're ready to press play, so we can intro it. Because this is a real professional radio station. Yeah. You guys, Caitlin can't even right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is Brooks and Dunn with uh, my Tractor 8, my baby. Sorry. <laughs> Should really check out Neon Moon. It's a wonderful song. I'm still really into it. Hope that's okay. Are, are you ready, Caitlin? <laughs> now I can't hear you at all. Did you slowly walk away before I could turn around? I feel the fear of losing touch before I peek it in the ground. We were caught up in the moment, now it's wrapped around my neck. When I look up at the clock, it tells me there's no turning back. Had Behind our backs, it's 
So everyone knows uh, the audio quality in uh, that was such a DIY sounding song. Uh, the audio quality in Google yeah, really is not is not not great. Um, I know we probably say that every time we play a band song on this podcast, but that's like that's that's just how it works on uh, this format. But um, thanks for letting us play the song, dude. No problem. But yeah, um, I like the uh, the DIY quality. Yeah. <laughs> I like the arpeggio in the chorus and then the little key change at the end. That's fucking nice. Yeah, we're... Sometimes we do stuff and we're like, oh, that's musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. I know, like, two words in music and I just used them both, so... Uh, I'm not. <laughs> um, how do you think so... I feel? I only know how to play the drums, so people are like, oh, that's in a key, and I'm like, what's that? I know it opens a door and turns on a car. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much Brittany is the same way. She, she knows, like, rhythms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'll keep talking over. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, so I'm going to go around... Sorry, go... What's up? I was going to say, Brittany does sing on our records. Not a lot of people know that. Ooh. That's which cool. Tra- which tracks? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to... Uh, I can't think of any of the... I'm just going to say so people can I listen to it. I can't think of it. I don't know why. Yeah. But, yeah, every now and then, like, if you sing the note to her, she can hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And so the song we just played, all the oohs and the background of the bridge, that's pretty. Nice. All right, so we'll go around with the panelists, uh, say if they have anything to plug or anything that they're up to lately, and then sign off. And then, uh, Bradley, you can end on it and let us know um, anything coming up for you guys that we should look out for? All right, so, uh, Lincoln, uh, any plugs, and then sign off. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to throw out again that I've thrown out for the past couple weeks, and it's almost done. Um, the Kata Quinda Benefit Compilation is nearing pressing. I'm going to be dropping that soon on Bandcamp, Pay What You Want. We're going to have CDs, Pay What You Want, uh, some new music and some old music from Forever Came Calling, Handguns, Heavyweights, <laughs> Change, Modern Baseball, Reward, bunch of cool dudes are contributing a bunch of cool tracks to help benefit my best friend get through his back surgery and uh, get all that paid off and to support his family. And it's going to be rad, and you guys can uh, check that out. We're probably going to have more information on CaliforniaStreetMusic.com pretty soon. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm up to. And if you guys want to check out some cool music and help somebody out, there we go. That's sweet. Thanks, Lincoln. All right, Cora? Thanks for having me on. Uh, for me, um, 
you're all my friends except Brad. I mean, we can be friends if you want, but the <laughs> immaterial right now. Okay, cool. I like friends. Friends. Me too. Um, anyway, so um, I book shows a lot, although lately, pretty much the whole summer, I took a break because it's super stressful, and Caitlin knows. Um, and now I'm getting back into it. Um, I have two shows happening in October that I'm going to be promoting with my page, Geronimo Promotions. Um, one is with A Place in Time, Joel's band. Yeah. Is also... Joel's band is filling in for my band on bass tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Um, Sorry, and, then, and then a band from Virginia called Random Holiday is mm. coming up. They're so good. Yeah, good they, uh, yeah they, uh, they messaged me, so I'm going to have them play in Jackson, New Jersey, October 25th. And then I'm planning a super big benefit show in December, hopefully for Child Protective Services, because, I mean... I'm not in the system, I'm not adopted, but I can only imagine how shitty Christmas time must be if you don't have, like, Christmas gifts. So it's going to be like a toy drive for my local county's child services, and I'm hoping to get really big bands there. Um, I asked I'm the Avalanche, but they have a scheduling conflict. So now I'm searching for another super big band that I have weird connections to. You guys are so... Shareable. <laughs> it's unreal. All right, Caitlin, uh, plugs and sign off. You're muted, I think, because you put put on the, the song thing. No, I'll stop talking when you start making sound. <laughs> I had to change it, and that was me saying, hold on. <laughs> Why didn't you use your words? Anyway, plugs and Because <laughs> I was muted. Oh, Eric, I'm literally never putting heavyweights on another show again. Okay. Obviously, check out Feed the Scene. We have a ton of shows coming up. I have a show Saturday with Boy Meets World at Charm City Art Space. The 24th, we have Survey Says uh, at Charm City Art Space. The 26th, we're shooting um, a teaser for a possible reality show we're doing at our show. Uh, a Feed the Scene reality show? Yes, That's we're getting like that for idea. that. So we're shooting a teaser at our show for The Holy Mess, Mikey Erg, Teenagers, Protagonist, Sister City, and Spirit of the Beehive and Queen Jesus at Charm City Skate Park. So if you want to possibly be on a reality show, come and hang out. Then we have a ton know, of... This is in Baltimore. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just check out the Feed the Scene page. All of our events are up there. If you want to come out, we're doing a big Halloween show at Sidebar with In Between, Head North, Random Holiday, The Oddities, Nothing More, and I'm totally forgetting someone. Wander. Um, yeah, so just check out our page and see what we're doing. We have, like, 15 shows or so coming up between now and, like, November, so. Oh, yeah. What? Okay. And uh, Bradley, final plugs and uh, and sign off. Echo. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got the separate ways tour coming up, and uh, just go go to the uh, Facebook.com/slash Vera Band, and uh, all the dates are there. You can you can find all that there. And uh, we're actually Charm City Art Space is the venue we're going to be playing. Nice. Actually, on November first, it's the second right. date of the tour, and uh, Baltimore is awesome. I believe uh, Caitlin actually helped book the last time we were there with Austin. Yes. Right. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was awesome. So there's that. And uh, we are. Somebody says tickets giveaway. We're giving away some tickets, right? Yeah, we're gonna give away a couple. Uh, Ooh, couple yeah. Of is that happening now? Or should I keep going? Um, I. Dude, I have no idea. Uh, I, I'll find that. the message. We're good. Okay. All right, we're going to find the message. Okay. Yeah, how, are uh, we, how are we picking the tickets? Oh, I, I got the name. We, I have the message. I know who it is. So if you want to finish talking, Brad, I'll announce the winner. No, Bradley okay. will be the last one to talk. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't but seriously. Steal, I don't have to be the last. I don't have to steal the deal on it. No, it's okay. I will. Don't even worry. <laughs> But yeah, so um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so we got the separate ways tour coming up. Definitely check that out. Thank the property, Zach. 
Zach over there uh, for sponsoring. And, uh, you know, thanks to Allison from Sun Suspension and uh, Tyson for second to last. For uh, Thank you guys for coming on the tour with us. And also, you know, Vera's, we're working on a lot of stuff, working on our talk show that will hopefully get up and running. Definitely before, you know, the, the year is over. And we're also working on new songs. We've been writing, 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 writing. So hopefully, most likely we'll have a, we will, not most likely, we will have a record out next year. Awesome. All right, Caitlin, can you give us our winners? Okay, our winner is Brian Henriquez. Um, yeah, we're going to upload the winning post tomorrow, but Brian Henriquez, that's you. You won tickets to whatever show you're coming to, so we will talk Thank to you, Ryan. and let you know, so, yeah. Cool. All right, awesome, everybody. Thank you so much, Bradley, for coming on. You have no idea how much this meant to us and all English. Thank you so much. Here, thank you very much. Um, so everybody go see Vieira on tour, pick up their new album when it comes out, pick up their current album right now uh, that you heard a song from, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. This has been Babe Talk. See ya. We hit it first. <laughs> <laughs> right, ending Barack. <laughs>